Hi, you're listening to Secrets for an Inspirational Life with me, your host, Mimi Novik. I'm so happy and thrilled to have you here with me. I have created this series for all of us so we can change our world together and live a more holistic and balanced life. Together, we will share lots of inspiring stories from all walks of life, speak with leading experts, enjoy healthy living ideas, explore music and subjects that inspire each other to always have hope. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate all of you. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Secrets for an Inspirational Life. How is everybody today? I hope you're enjoying some sunshine as we are here in the UK. I have to say it's such a warm welcome to see such beautiful weather and hopefully we can all go out very, very soon and enjoy it and make some beautiful memories together. Now, I have so many inspiring guests and I'm truly blessed, I I really have to say, to meet each and every one of them. And today's guest is a very inspirational young man, Callum Schofield, who suffered with a stammer his whole life until the age of 18 when he had one of those epiphany moments and that was the beginning that changed his life forever. He is now working very hard to raise awareness for stammering and is the host of the Schofield Stories, which is a podcast, as well as being a well-known stammering activist. There's lots more that he's going to tell you. It's really a fascinating and really one of those moments that your heart skips, skips a beat because it is really inspirational. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Callum. Hi, Callum. Hi, Mimi. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you for a brilliant introduction also. Well, I know it doesn't probably do you justice and the the listeners will make their own minds up, I'm sure. Um, What a wonderful thing that you're doing. But um, amazing, amazing. I was, you know, talking to you and reading up on some of the things that you're doing. Now, tell us, Callum, what is it? Tell us a little bit about your life. What is it that um, gave you that moment of inspiration after having a life that was filled with difficulty, with stammering? But um, tell us, tell us the story. Well, I've suffered from a stammer, which is a speech impediment, since about the ages of four or five. That's when it started. When I was a kid. I sort of just carried on, you know, fairly carefree. I didn't see myself as any different to anyone else. But as we all know, as you get older, you notice more. Mm. And especially when you're different for whatever reason, you notice that you're not like the other people. And unfortunately, other people notice you're not like them also. So 
I did feel quite isolated, excluded as I got older. And in turn, my speech got a lot worse. For example, in school, I would struggle to get a sentence out. If I was asked a question, I would always avoid any social situation. I would get my mum to speak to the doctor for me or order my food when I was 17, 18 even. And that's quite embarrassing. and That does affect you mentally, really. So that's a little bit about my early years. And did you have the stammer when you first started to talk or is it something that developed afterwards? As far as I know, I've always had some form of stammer. But it's an interesting one. Is When it comes to memories, when I look back, I don't have any memories of not stammering. So I don't know whether I've always had it or whether... It's just my perception that I've always had it. But I know definitely from the age of about five, I've stammered since then. I suppose whenever we're sort of reminded of our childhood, there's only a certain period that we can go back to. And we only remember certain things. So it then becomes a part of who we are. So tell me, this all went up until the age of 18. Now, what happened when you were 18? Well, this was only just last year, but I turned 18 and I thought, you know, it's time to actually make a change. I'm ready to change for the better. As I was 18, I still couldn't say my, my own name. I, I couldn't say Callum. I couldn't say Schofield. And when you're 18, I think I, I should be at the prime of my life everyone talks about how you know you're only 18 once mm-hmm. I thought do I want to spend my last years being a teenager and sort of growing into an adult struggling and hiding because of my stammer and sort of the penny dropped really when there's not one pivotal moment but there's a lot of little moments like in work mm-hmm. I was always very ashamed of my stammer with whatever job I was doing at the time so I always held myself back. The same in friendships, relationships. There were opportunities that came up that I would turn down and avoid. Just little social things like going to the pub with my mates or going around the drive through just because I was so scared of stammering in front of strangers and in front of my friends. And I thought, you know, this isn't a way to live your life. So basically all these little things built up. And then when I turned 18, I thought, it's time to do something for me. You can have all the support in the world, but you have to be ready to change. And that's not just a stammering, that's with anything I found. And I knew I was ready, that I wanted to do it for myself. So that's why I looked for the support out there. I found a speech programme, which is a non-profit organisation called the Starfish Project. Mm -hmm. It was down in... West Sussex, um, near a nice town called Eastbourne. So I drove down about four, four and a half hours from Wales on my own. I spent three days on this speech course, and I know it's a cliche, but it changed my life. As it not only gave me my voice, but it taught me a lot of mindset and how acceptance and changing my perception is key. But the pivotal moment from that course 
was looking into this man's eyes opposite me who was training me with a breathing technique and I said Callum Schofield and that was the first time in 18 years I've been able to say my name Wow! and honestly I broke down in tears as soon as I said it because it was something I adapted to never thinking I was going to be able to say and that's quite hard sometimes thinking you'll never be able to say your name but saying my name was honestly a moment I will remember for the rest of my life saying your name you know when when people even call your name there's a there's a there's a type of energy to it isn't it it's an acceptance of oneself and i don't know how you felt but what was the feeling inside of you when you could actually say callum schofield and it was that was you that was your identity how did that fit how were you feeling in that amazing moment it was such a sort of explosion of emotions. It was a lot of relief because I was relieved I could actually say my name. Mm. I, there was you know, a lot of happiness, joyfulness even, because I've done something I never thought I could. A lot of fulfillment because, you know, even though I adapted to thinking I'll never be able to say my name, of course it was something I always wanted to do mm. because it's your name at the end of the day. And honestly, that moment, it was, I don't know how many emotions I went through. And I just broke down in tears because it was so overwhelming. And I never expected it because as people, we always look for the worst or think of the negatives. So I don't go into this course thinking it'll work because I don't want to give myself false hope or anything like that. So when... It actually did work for me. That was also very overwhelming. So it was like a big weight lifted off my shoulders, really. Was it like, um, sometimes people liken it <clears throat> to moments like having one of those life-changing moments. Was it like being born again into a new life, into the real Callum? Oh, yeah, absolutely. As I've always said... The person I am now and the person I have been since last September, this was, so not even a year. This is, I feel like a new person. I feel like I've changed for the better and my real self has been allowed out as before. When you can't say your name, when you struggle with speech, you, you avoid speaking situations, mm. which is practically everything answering the door, answering the phone, going out. So it gave me this new sense of freedom and it honestly changed my life. I am a different person now and everyone says it, which is a good thing. It really is. It was, it was like someone gave you your wings, in effect, a freedom, a, yep. a, a new life, a new discovery. And tell us a little bit, Callum, about this. What is it called? The Starfish Project. Yeah, the Starfish Project. It's mm. been running for about 20 years by mm. two incredible people called Anne and David Blight. And they run this course and it's non-profit. And once you go and pay for the first time, you get lifetime membership. So you can go back as many times as you want just to refresh your speech as and help new people. As I was a new person in September... But I went back in January 
to work with people who were in the same position as me. Oh, goodness. I had to work on my speech again. Wow. How did that make you feel? It was... It's a hard one to explain, <laughs> as it's not a lot of time between September and January. No. And I know people who've been working on their speech for years, and I mean years. So the fact that in such a short period of time, I walked in through the doors of this hotel mm. down in West Sussex, and, you know, nervous, um, stammering. Then five, six months later, I walk in confident, helping other people. It's, it's like a roller coaster, it honestly is. And the feeling walking back, walking in with confidence, as that was the hardest part for me. It might sound strange, but when I was on that course for the first time, just walking in through those doors was hard because I had no idea what to expect. Mm. So just coming back to the place I learned this technique, the place which taught me a lot, not just about speaking, but about myself, it, it felt like coming home again, really, even though I've only been there once. It is like a, a family, the Starfish Project is, and I did feel like I came back home. And how many people are there in the group? Well... You know, at any given time, so... In your particular well, group, how many people are there in the group? Well, on my first course, mm. there was there's always eight new people on every course. Mm. And then the people who come back, we call them the refreshers, and there's an unlimited number because the people who run it, Anne and David, they'll never turn someone down who wants to come back. But I think in total, there's about, I'd say probably around... 900 people who are active members and over 20 years it's probably been twice as many people have gone through the starfish project so it's you know quite a big scale and there's been people from all over the world have come as well all over the world as well and how do they deal with the language um issue does everybody need to know english yes as we speak English, but the beauty of the technique, I suppose, is it's universal. It's a breathing technique. So when you can actually demonstrate and teach this cost of breathing technique that I use every day, then it doesn't matter what language you're speaking in. It just works, really. So it's a universal language, in effect. You can yeah. you, you can use it. It doesn't matter where you're from. It's something that can help all sorts of people from all different countries and languages and backgrounds. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what Starfish is about, really. It's for anyone. You know, there's not a set, specific type of people, type of person. It is a family. You know, you could call it a dysfunctional family from the amount of people and different people, but it's still a family at the end of the day. You know, no one will get turned away. It's a family unit of you know, of hearts, maybe, where people yeah. are connected with one aim and it's the same aim, which is a, a rather lovely way to help people with confidence because I think people need to feel safe in an environment like that. Definitely is. You need to have that level of trust. Trust mm. in the people around you, trust in the technique, sort of, Trusting yourself that you can do it, as that was the hardest battle for me. As I've always, you know, suffered with anxiety and worry and always 
thought quite low of myself. You know, my self-esteem, self-worth was never that high. So to actually put that trust in myself and my abilities, that was the hardest part. You know, the breathing technique is the easy part. The mindset is where the real challenges come in. You talk a lot about the mindset and I know that you are studying now, is that correct, to be a life coach? Yes, I'm starting my career as a life coach, you could say. Mm -hmm. I'm not fully trained yet in the course I'm doing, but I have started coaching and mentoring some people and it's something I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to make a difference and help people really, so I'm enjoying it. Anyway. And is it based uh, on a community that are stammering or are you going to put it out further afield for everybody? Are you going to help everybody? What, what's your aim? Yeah, you know, in an ideal world, I would like to help everyone. I've worked with people who stammer and people who don't stammer, obviously because of my community. I'm quite a well-known or well-experienced figure in the stammering community. Mm. So the majority of people I've worked with have found me through the stammering community, but I am working with others as well. If anything, it tests myself more, as I know enough about stammering to feel confident in any situation, but working with a wider variety of people tests me and my skills, and I'm always looking to push myself. So that's why I'm trying to work with as many different people as possible. And how do you feel now compared to, say, imagine yourself, you know, two years ago and to today's date. What has changed the most? What can you do now that you feel confident about, that you feel good about? What is what have been the biggest changes in your day to day life? Probably not fearing things as I'll just pick up the phone, I'll make phone calls, I'll talk to people, say words without a second thought. Even words that I would have never been able to say in the past, words I would always switch or avoid. So that's one side of things. But the biggest change is the way I see myself as I'm confident, content and happy with who I am and where I'm at. And if you asked me that a year ago, two years ago, I would have given you a very long list of things I don't like about myself, what I'm not confident with. Mm. And obviously dwelling on the negatives is what can lead to anxiety and self-confidence issues, self-esteem and all that. So the way I view myself is that, yes, I can do things. I can do anything I want to. And I shouldn't have to hold myself back. And that's the biggest change for me, is knowing I don't have to hold myself back. And was that a gradual thing? Every day were you, were you noticing differences? Or was it an overnight thing? Uh, it's, it is gradual. Mm. It, it won't just happen. As, <clears throat> even though I'm sounding quite good on this interview. Every You're day sounding fantastic, I have to say. Uh, I, I'm still working on my speech every day because it's always the easy option to go back to how things were. Mm-hmm. So I'm working every day. And with regards to the mindset, you know, it's never an easy road. 
It's not I went on this course and I've only had good days since then. As you still get challenging days. You still get days when you think, what's the point? Should I just go back? And you sort of, in a demons and negative thoughts, mm. do come back. You do have challenging days. You have days when you feel low, but then you have more days when you feel high. And that's what's quite important to remember. So it's not an easy journey. I'm still learning. I still have insecurities like anyone but it's what you do with them and what you do with the fear and I'm using fear to my advantage if I feel fearful of something that gives me more encouragement to do it and that took a lot of getting used to a lot of stepping out of my comfort zone to feel this content if that makes sense it makes sense it does indeed and it's like all of us no matter what our life circumstances have this difficult journey of life. It is difficult, but we are, there is always a, you know, a silver cloud in the lining um, or a lining in the silver cloud even, whichever, you know, it's a matter of perspective and it's how we look at things that, you know, changes the world around us. So I think working on ourselves is not the easiest of jobs, but it's the only thing that's worthwhile. I mean, all of us have those days probably that we want to go and sit in the cupboard and shut the door and we've had enough and is it all worth it? And, you know, but the endurance of us as humans is far greater. And I think that you've shown that the fact that you are training to be a life coach and that you're conquering this and it's it is it's a journey through life whatever it is whether we have a disability whether we don't whether we have circumstances that prevent us but it is a journey of life and you must keep going you must keep doing it because I think the more you do it and the more inspiration you'll give to other people because I know you're quite an expert in this aren't you because I know you were talking about statistics and things I was reading. And um, not only that, but you are now a podcast host, are you not? With the Schofield Diaries, is it? Or the Schofield Stories? Yes, my podcast, Schofield Stories. It's, it came out of nowhere, really. Mm. And it just came from me appearing as a guest on the My Stuttering Life podcast. When I was doing a bit of work raising awareness of stammering, uh, a good friend of mine now called Pedro from Texas approached me and asked if I would like to share my story on his podcast. Mm. I didn't think anything of it, you know, agreed. Little did I know, a couple of months down the line, I'll be setting up my own podcast. And the idea behind the Schofield stories is for 18 years, I felt like I still have a voice and what I had to say wasn't worthwhile. It wasn't that good compared to anyone else. So I wanted to create a platform where inspirational guests come on and share their stories. And I've recently recorded my 20th episode. My goodness. And someone with a stammer to actually be hosting a podcast, <clears throat> which is viewed all across the world. That's something I would never have expected at all. It's, it's just amazing, and you must be really proud. Definitely. I'm, it's sort of 
it's okay to be proud of yourself. That's something that I've learned as well. As mm. people in general, especially us as being British, you, you don't want to compliment yourself at all. Mm. But it is okay to think I, I've actually done well. I'm quite happy with what I've done. And it's really a good feeling. As I honestly love doing my podcast. I love meeting people who stammer, people who don't stammer, people who've got stories to tell but haven't had the opportunity to share them yet and I just I love it honestly I really do and what sort of guests have you had on there I've had a range of people I've had lots of people who stammer sharing their stories I've had an actor who was a stormtrooper in Star Wars so he talked all about the Star Wars set so that interests oh, a lot of people okay that's good I've had comedians on the show I've had comedians who stammer and comedians who got other disabilities like bipolar etc on the sort of more serious topics i've had people who've overcome a lot of mental health problems i've had rape victims and people who openly share their stories there was one episode i did with an incredible woman called lisa Edmonds. she shared a story about her relationship breakdown and rape and it was honestly one of the most emotional podcasts I've ever recorded. And it's just having the opportunity to meet strong people like Lisa is why I do what I do. Mm, mm, mm. Is, it, is it, in a way, you're allowing people to have a voice? Yeah, absolutely. That's what the Scopefield Stories is about to me. It's about my guest telling their story how they want to tell it. And I'm just there for the journey, really. I'm there just to give them that opportunity. So really, uh, Callum, by you finding your voice, it has enabled you to help other people find their voice. I've never thought of it like that, but yes, actually, yeah, it sounds like. (laughs) You know, you had to go through all of that. You know, there's a reason I believe for everything that happens to us in our life. And I spoke to many people about this and people that have gone through a lot of adversity and a lot of suffering end up being the strongest people and the leaders in their community that people can turn to because there is nothing quite like actually having gone through something because unless you've gone through it yourself, it's very difficult to understand somebody else going through it. Yeah, I completely agree. And that's why I've always said on social media, my messages are open 24-7 because I never want anyone to feel like they are suffering alone or going through anything alone. I've even now set up a group on Facebook, a support group for anyone struggling with anything, not related to stammering as such, just a support group to get life and mind coaching tips and to help one another wonderful wonderful and what's it called so that people know it's called a cs life and mind coaching it's a facebook group for anyone whether you're suffering or anxiety a disability stammer it, it really is not important if as long as you want to be part of this supportive community for anyone and that's the key for me is people who stammer sometimes get pushed aside because of their stammer, that they're not accepted. 
so that's why I wanted to create this group for anyone. You know, I'm not going to turn away anyone because of who they are, what they've been through. I'm, I'm amazed at your story. You know, I have a little tear in my eye, really, truly, because I'm so impressed with you. I'm so, and at such a young age, that you are making such a difference to your life, Callum, and you have the potential to change other people's lives. This is a huge responsibility, but it is also something that makes life worthwhile. Now, it must make you feel different and unique. And tell me, you know, what is this uniqueness about you that adds to this success? Um, I know I say it all the time, but it probably is the mindset. Is what I'm doing at the moment is these single comfort zone challenges, which every day I'll do a challenge that pushes myself out of my comfort zone. I, I would ideally like to be doing them out in public, but because of the kind of situations, I can't. So mm. the whole point of them is to stop caring about what other people think. So I'll do things like I will sing on YouTube, even though I, I can't sing at all, just to sort of eliminate any fear and not worry about what other people's reactions are. And I think it's quite important to have that something about you, as especially when you're someone who wants to help people. Mm. I know when I was going to people, going to people for help. Sorry, if someone seemed I don't want to use the word normal, but what is normal? But if someone seemed common, sort of a sheep following the norms of society, you could say, mm-hmm. I wouldn't appeal. I wouldn't find them appealing to me. I would rather go to someone who is clearly happy with who they are, even if that's not the same as the majority. So that's my sort of little message about being unique. Obviously, my stammer has given me something that can be a good talking point, hence this podcast, but it's just embracing your uniquenesses. Everyone's got something about them, whether you perceive it to be a positive and negative, whatever it is, everyone's got something they can do really well. For example, you know, no one hosts a podcast like you do. Mm. We've all got something that we do ourselves mm. for us. And I think you've really got to realise that and embrace it to actually be your true self. Do you think that the um, stammer has given you a very strong mental strength in life? Definitely. Mm. As I know it's hard to talk about stuff that hasn't happened but I, I don't think I would be the person that I am now without my stammer and even though I hate the act of stammering I hate blocking on words mm. I'm, I've accepted my stammer and I'm so glad that I am a person who stammers as I've honestly met some incredible people and had some experiences and memories I will remember for the rest of my life through having a stammer and just from a young age being forced to grow up quite quickly, realise there's something different about you and, you know, have these very hard times and mentally 
not traumatized, but mentally hard times, especially when I was younger, has really brought me to where I am today. And that's given me the strength to keep going and challenge myself further. And you talk about stepping outside of the norm and outside of your comfort zone. And I know you said that, you know, you go and sing on YouTube and do things that are not maybe your average everyday things. And yeah. you set your challenges every day, do you, yourself? Yeah, so what I've done is I've researched a lot of comfort zone challenges and for the month of May, I put 31 challenges into a hat and I pick a new one out every day. I know this singing on YouTube is quite a silly one, but there are also mental comfort zone challenges. Like today, mm -hmm. I've spoken to five people and asked them a simple question, what advice do you think I need right now? As That's a big challenge. As it's, one, it's not often you speak openly to people and it's not often you search for criticism. Yes. So openly asking for advice is something a lot of people wouldn't do because they don't want to be told what, what they're doing is not right. Mm -hmm. And it's little things like that. And it's not just the not caring about what people think. It's stepping out of your personal comfort zone and little things as yesterday i reached out to three family members that i maybe lost contact with or hadn't spoken to for a long time mm. and that's again something that we would put off or choose against doing and it's little challenges like this to push myself so when it comes to doing the basic tasks that i used to really fear then I've got the confidence in myself and my abilities. What a wonderful idea to actually challenge yourself to do that because it is untold opportunity, isn't it, of you could just about do anything and it yeah. would change your perspective completely. And how did this um, go with the people that you were asking the advice? Did you take it? Were you able to take it from them? Yeah, definitely. And it just shows that if you don't ask, you don't get. As all five of my friends have given me similar advice, so mm. I know what I need to work on, but it's all different in their own way. And mm. it's really nice knowing that... It's hard to explain, but it's nice to know that people show interest in what you've got to say and what you're doing at the moment as all of them come back and give me advice about where I am on my journey and what I need to do to improve and sort of not worry so much mm. and it's just showing that they've really taken an interest and I've taken an interest into them if that makes sense so we do support one another even if you don't always say it so it's been really good to sort of read different people's perspectives as well. I think it's such a good idea because you actually see and hear what people think about you. That doesn't mean that that is who you are. What someone thinks of us doesn't determine who we are. But it's good to see that people are actually present with you and they're taking an interest in your life and what you're doing and vice versa, I'm sure. So that is really a compassionate thing to do in itself. 
And I, lo- I love the idea of what you're doing. I think it's amazing. I'm going to use it myself, actually. I, I think it's wonderful. You should take this further. You should take this further. This is amazing. Yeah, I'm hoping to, but the eyes... After all the comfortable challenges I've done so far, mm. today is the one I recommend you do the most. As, as like you said, it's about people being there for you and showing that interest and supporting. Mm. But it's also seeking criticism and looking for how you can move further forward. I think that's what's quite important. Is if you don't ask, there's not often a friend will actually tell you. I think you need to worry less, focus more on the now, not what's in the future, and things like that. There's, that's not a normal conversation. So it's really good to have this opportunity. You could even call it sort of just five minutes off camera, so to speak, mm. having a little heart-to-heart, getting solid advice off of people who know you the best. Mm-hmm. Five minutes off camera. That's a good title for something for you there. Um, yeah. That's something for you to think about. I don't know about you, Callum, but it is always a good idea to listen to the advice of people, but do what you feel in your heart to be correct. But it, but it's always good to have other people's viewpoint because we learn so much, don't we, from other people? Yeah, absolutely. Like, of course, to anyone listening, I'm not saying if you don't agree with someone's advice, mm. do it anyway, because that's not what it's about. You know, you always got to do what you think is mm. best in a situation. But yeah, it is having that perspective and outside opinions. It helps you learn not just about yourself, but about how other people think and what other people's views are. And it works both ways as we've said so it is a really almost not humbling experience but it is in some ways i think the word humbling is is the right word because you know they say that people can tell you a thousand things that are lovely but if they tell you one thing that's not nice you only remember that one thing that's not nice this is human nature and but yet you know the great philosophers and the great teachers of life have always said it's um, people that tell you things you don't want to hear are your biggest teachers also. So it's good for opening the mind and a chance for a new way of thinking, which is what you are all about, isn't it? Mindset and that. Now, who inspires you? What is inspirational for you? A person, a thing? That's a hard one. I'm not sure if I can limit it just to one person, but mm. I say obviously the Starfish Project and other people I've met in the stammering community is without looking up to people who have overcome the fear of stammering mm-hmm. and are working on their speech, I won't have had any motivation to aim for I will have had a target in mind so to speak so obviously they've helped me a lot and just I find inspiration comes in the strangest of ways sometimes as I might just meet someone have one conversation with them they might share a little bit about their story or what they're doing and that'll inspire me to go a little bit further just having 
a, a friend tell you that she's been struggling with her mental health recently, mm-hmm. but she's she started to write things down and using writing as a way to o- overcome these anxieties and insecurities. And just hearing one of my very close cool friends talk about what how she's overcoming her own struggles, that inspires me to overcome the, the struggles I still face as well. So it's quite an interesting one, but definitely a lot of people inspire me, really. It'd be hard to name a few, so to speak. And life keeps on inspiring. And people that you meet yeah. along the way, I'm sure will... Even sometimes, it's not about knowing someone for a long time you could be at the bus stop you could be in the train in the plane in the shop and someone will say something and you never know when someone says something at exactly the right time what sort of profound effect that can have on us absolutely yes my mind's gone blank of any examples but i know that quite a lot there's a couple of words from people who i some I can remember, some I can't remember, and what those words have actually done to me and what those words have meant to me. Like with a man called Mark Murphy. I've met him through your know, stammering community. And he said to me to advertise your stammer. And that has really stuck with me, the words advertise your stammer. Mm. On my podcast, I interviewed uh, another great man called A.O. Adesanya and he said um, if you don't ask you don't get and since interviewing him a lot more opportunities have come my way because I've been openly searching and asking for these opportunities so it's just even though they're inspirational people as well of course I'm not dubbed in that it's just Mm. those few lines or just one or two words that actually really hit home and will stay with me. Do you think you might, um, I don't know if you do this already, but would it, it would be a nice idea actually, and as I said, I don't know if you do it, but maybe you could put your own inspirational quotes that helped you through your life um, for other people out there. Yeah, that's definitely something I would like to do. As mm. I don't do it so openly, like in my Facebook group I share mm. little quotes and little bits of uh, advice but I think that is something I would like to do is it's not so much a quote but what I always say about my stammer is just because there's no cure that doesn't mean it will stay it doesn't mean you can't overcome it but if you just think there's no cure for stammering I, I might as well stop trying then that's letting your stammer win it's all about having that mental resilience and, you know, taking it by the scruff of the neck, so to speak, and actually working and putting that graft in. As what I always say to people is what we see from each other is about 5%, 10%. Mm. There's 90% that goes on behind the scenes, the hustle, the, the graft, whatever you want to call it. That's the hardships. Well, that's the working on your speech every day. That's if you want to uh, work on your appearance, that's exercising every day. Like Winston Churchill used to, before a speech, speak into the mirror for um, all morning or 
for many hours before a speech because he stuttered. He had a stammer. And it's putting that 90% effort in behind the scenes. So the 10% that people see is a 10% you want people to see. That's the real you. That's mm. who you are. I didn't know that about Churchill, actually. That's an interesting point. And look what he went on to become. Uh, exactly. You know, so really there are no limits to this. And I always think I know a lot of people with disabilities and um, I have my own issues as well. And I work with people also with disabilities. And the one thing I know for certain is that in a strange way, and maybe you'll understand this, you have to make friends with that, whether that be the pain, whether that be the stammer, whatever it is, you have to make friends with it. I remember many years ago um, watching Michael Flatley, and he was um, in Riverdance and Lord of the Dance he created, and they were talking to him about his pain because obviously with all the dancing he had a lot of joint pains and they interviewed him and they said you know <clears throat> you have all this pain and he said I made pain something like this my friend and together we get through it and I'll never forget those words because there is something there's a reason that we all have a condition or whatever it is and I feel that it's the pivot of our life. It is not who we are, but it can really give us a very strong future if we start to work from within us. I completely agree with you, Leah. If I never accepted my stammer, if I never disclosed my stammer, talked about it, then I wouldn't be at the point where I am now. Only by accepting it mm. and talking about it openly, and that's something I would have never done until last year, yeah. is a way I can move forward. As If you hide from it, well, it's the same with anything. If you hide from anything, that only lets what you're hiding from grow and become more powerful, whether that's a stammer, whether that's fear, anxiety. If you hide from it and try and avoid it then it'll only get worse you actually have to face it head on and accepting the fact that i'm a person who stammers and accepting the fact that even though I, I, that'll never change even though there's no cure for stammering i'll always be a person who stammers that doesn't mean i'm a stammerer because to me a stammerer is a label saying you stammer but i'm a person who can control his speech and will occasionally stammer on a word or two and that shift in mindset and that acceptance is what would get you far with anything that's not just stammering accepting the bits about you that you might not want to accept at first fully acceptance um of ourselves of who we yeah. are regardless of our conditions and I read many things about acceptance. I've met many people along the way, and especially healers, and um, where I was in many places in the world. And one of the main things that they say is that what you are in yourself, a rose is a rose. 
is the most important thing. It doesn't matter where you are. So you can put a rose in the desert, you can put her in the city, you can put her in the garbage, but a rose remains a rose. And it's finding that beauty within us. That's a really good analogy. I haven't cured that. And if you don't mind, I might take that and use it in my Facebook group, actually, but I really like it. Of course you can. It would be an honour for you to do that, of course, of course. Now, I know that you're setting up this life coaching uh, business. When are you finishing with that? When is the course complete? Well, it's quite an interesting thing, life coaching is, as there's no required qualifications or certificates or anything. So I could have started life coaching last year before I even accepted my stand or anything like that. But what I wanted to do was get the best knowledge I could. So even though I'm still working on this course, so it'll probably take me another two or three months, I started a bit of coaching and a bit of mentoring already because... Good, good. You need the practice. Yeah, exactly. You mm. need the practice. And I've said to the people who I've started working with, you know, just have trust in me, have trust in the coaching process, but most of all, trust yourself and believe in yourself. As what I think of myself as is I won't make change. If someone wants to become a better public speaker, for example, I can't switch, uh, flick a switch and they'll become a public speaker and I can't force them or you know, advise them into doing anything that they won't want to do already. And that's the way it works with my sort of style of life coaching. If someone's not ready, then I won't work with them. As Even though I'm in my early days, I still refuse to work with people who are not ready for change. You know, they want not help. Well, they think they want the help, but mm. they're not willing to work. They're not willing to put the dedication in and change their mindsets and that's a waste of your time, energy and efforts because someone will only make progress and develop when they're mm. ready. Mm. Mm. And it's important to recognise that. Very true. I um I'm a therapist also and I do cognitive behavioural therapy. And um, maybe yeah. that's something I don't know if, if you're familiar with it. That's an interesting thing to study because one of the key things in that is that there are different stages of people wanting help. And the very first one is, like you spoke about earlier, you've got to want to change. Unless you want to change, you are going to be totally wasting your time because somebody has to be willing and able to change their life. You cannot force anyone to do anything they don't want to do because you're then, it's like dragging someone um, somewhere and dragging them on your back. And it's not good for the therapist or the life coach. And it's not good for the person because energetically, they're going to be fighting each other all the way through. So I think your stance is excellent on that. Yes, that's what I focus on. It's about the want to do it, not so much need to. As when I went to the Starfish Project, I knew I was ready. I think if I went earlier, when I was younger, it wouldn't have benefited me and impacted me the way it did. As I mm. 
I knew that I wanted to be ready for it and that I was and I haven't looked back since so that's my mentality and when it comes to the active life coaching I'm very practical I'm very you know not by the book you could say Mm. I've said to some people who I currently mentoring it will be hard I will push you out of your comfort zone but just trust me really it sounds stupid because I'm coaching a man from Algeria at the moment so he's Mm. never met me but he's trusting that I know what I'm talking about and that's a bit of pressure really is it's a responsibility for someone's life yeah of course so you have to be the master of that um, journey you have to be the pilot of that aeroplane or the captain of the ship you can't have two people leading a journey it has to be one and the other one has to be willing now I am so pleased Callum this has been such an inspirational interview and I can't thank you enough and I can't wait for the listeners to hear this story I love it really and I want to thank you for coming on the show but as we draw to a close and I always ask my guests this um, a couple of lines that you would like to share with the listeners of something that has inspired you a quote or anything that could help other people well my only advice is really it's what I read in a book once is we, we all need to do the best we can with what we've got There's no point thinking of what you haven't got or what you want. Just work with what you've got, as you've probably got a lot more than you realise, whether that's physically, mentally, emotionally, to do with your abilities. You've definitely got everything you need for your journey, even if you don't know it yet. So just do the best you can and do what you want. And my message is don't let anything hold you back. If someone with a stammer could host a podcast, surely anything's possible. I think it's wonderful and it I absolutely can't tell. I couldn't tell at all and it's a credit to you, really. An absolute credit, Callum. Now, tell people where they can get hold of you. Like social media, if you have a website, your groups. Well, you can mainly contact me on social media. I've got... My page is Calm Schofield Stammering Activist and please join the CS Life and Mind Coaching group on Facebook. It's a really supportive community. We've got all ages, many countries, so please join. My email is schofieldstammers at outlook.com and they're the best two ways to contact me really. My Facebook page or via email for any questions related to stammering, life coaching or anything like that. And you're happy to hear from anyone in the world? Oh, yeah, absolutely anyone. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. And I hope to have you back on the show once you've completed your life coaching. And I'm sure you'll have many more stories to tell. Thank you very much, Callum. Thank you for having me on the show. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to, opportunity to share my story. And I do hope to come back soon. Yes, you definitely will. A pleasure, a pleasure. Thank you and take care, Callum. And you. Okay, bye, bye. Callum Schofield, what a story. My goodness. 
the power of people's hearts and souls through all sorts of adversities, I'm totally in awe. And one of the biggest things in life that I have learned, and now speaking also to Callum reaffirms that, is there is no change, as someone once said, very wise to me, unless we want there to be change. And what a wonderful life it will be if we take change by the hand and let it take us to our dreams. Thank you so much. What a wonderful episode to all of you. I'm sending you lots of love around the world. And thank you for listening as always. And see you soon. Thank you for listening to Secrets for an Inspirational Life, brought to you by your host, Mimi Novik. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast and see you in the next episode. For more information about Mimi Novik and her books, music and inspirational work, take a look at her website, www.miminovik.co.uk.